Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast on this Tuesday, the 23rd of November, 2021. So great to have you on board. Darren Mitchell is my name. Thank you for plugging in and listening. If this is your very first episode, welcome aboard. Thanks for dropping by and hopefully uh, there's some stuff I talk about today that will enable you to uh, get something out of it, to want to come back and listen again to the next episode, but also check out the back catalogue. So, uh, if you're also a return listener, greatly appreciate you plugging in. And as always, if you can please do me a couple of favors, that would be awesome. Number one, if you can subscribe to this podcast or if you're listening in on the Apple platform, I think it's simply about the three dots on the top right-hand corner. If you just press that and press follow, that will uh, enable you to be notified when new episodes are up and ready to be listened to and digested. And the other favorite course is if you can please rate the show on the platform that you're listening to. Hopefully it's a five-star rating that uh, it resonates with you. If not, I'd love you to rate it anyway because it does make it easier for people who are looking for content around sales and sales leadership to more easily find the podcast on the various platforms. So if you can do that, that would be terrific. And while you're there, if you wanted to put a comment in about what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, whether you've got a question or whether you'd like me to talk about a particular topic, that's also a great thing to do as well. So it gives me some feedback, gives me some information about what you would like to listen to and hear, and uh, more than happy to do that, more than happy to talk about a specific topic, and in the process, of course, give you a shout out on the podcast. So uh, in today's episode, I haven't recorded one since Thursday, I think. Been uh, been pretty busy over the weekend and the last few business days as well, running workshops and getting ready to run workshops, doing some facilitation of facilitators and running some workshops as well. Uh, so this particular episode is uh, being recorded Tuesday night, 23rd of November, and I think it's about 8 p.m., in fact, 8.07 p.m. in the evening. So probably one of the later times I've recorded a podcast, although I have done a few interviews uh, with people in the States, if you listen to those. I think they some of those were being done at 10 o'clock at night time, but certainly the individual podcasts, this is probably the latest I've ever recorded a show. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk about a topic which many of us, if we're really, really honest with ourselves, have experienced at some stage in our career. Now, one of the greatest things about being in sales and sales leadership is that there is no specific required background that will absolutely 100% guarantee success. Now, what's really interesting about this is I often see and talk to sales leaders who are very, very specific about the kind of experience that they want for people coming into their team in relation to the sales realm for that particular organization because they need to be quote unquote specialists. Now there may well be certain industries and I would, I'd like to suggest that probably, and this is only my opinion, uh, so you don't have to, have to necessarily agree with this, but I would say there's probably a minority of uh, industries that would require you to have an in-depth knowledge of that particular industry because my view is everything that you can learn about a particular industry and also about a particular product you can learn. And yet many sales leaders believe that they have to have in-depth knowledge uh, before they jump into that particular organization. So my experience though, 
is that uh, you can be a really technical person and you can become a great salesperson. You can also be a very non-technical person and also become a great salesperson. Now, many people used to say, and in fact, a lot of people still say when it comes to sales, and this, this probably comes more from the people who have a certain view about sales. They often say, oh, to be a good salesperson, to be successful in sales, you have to have the, quote unquote, the gift of the gab. You have to be really, really extroverted in order to be a great salesperson. Well, I'm here to tell you that, yes, sometimes extroversion can help, but in a lot of cases, uh, successful salespeople also are very introverted. You can have young people that become very successful. You can have old people that become very successful. You can be a male and you can be a female and you can be anything in between. It doesn't actually matter. I've seen people from all walks of life with all kinds of different backgrounds, with all kinds of different beliefs, with all kinds of different values become successful in sales. And many, thankfully, and uh, some have had a little bit to do with, have gone on to be very, very successful sales leaders in their own right, which I'm very, very proud of. So they've come from all different backgrounds. But one of the things that often happens, there seems to be one common element amongst all of them that can often strike. It doesn't always strike, and this is not for everybody, but it seems to strike many, many people, whether they're a sales leader or a sales individual, at some stage in their career, and often at the height of their quote-unquote success. And sometimes it happens when they least expect it. And it's a syndrome known as the imposter syndrome. Now, right now, you can't see this because this is only an audio, but right now I've got both hands in the air. So at some stage, many stages, in fact, a lot of stages in my career, I have felt like an imposter. Now, if I just reflect, not even on my sales career, but if I reflect on what I'm doing now in terms of facilitation, coaching, mentoring, development, uh, I often have the feeling of, wow, I'm, I, f I feel as if I'm unworthy. I feel as if I'm of a bit of an imposter. Now, whether it be a really, really highly experienced, highly credentialed, and really super slick professional facilitator that I'm working with or I'm observing, I'm trying to learn from, often I'll have that sort of feeling that, my God, I could never be like that person. That person just is very seamless. They're professional. They're very smooth. Um, but I know that when I was in a sales leadership role, I used to feel the same way a lot because I used to uh, surround myself with really high quality people who were a lot more experienced than me and a lot better at me than me at what I was doing at that particular time. But I used it as an opportunity to learn. But that's not to say that I still have some feelings at certain times that was along the lines of, I don't know that I belong. I, I, I don't, who am I kidding? Right? I can't be as good as these people. And so imposter syndrome often hits you when you least expect it. And often, as I said, it's the height of some sort of success that you have because you think, my God, this uh, is this all there is, or this can't be? This can't be really happening. It's I must have I must have struck gold somewhere. I must have caught lightning in a bottle. This really can't be me. So if you think about what is the definition of imposter syndrome? Well, imposter syndrome is defined as the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. Now, for us in Australia, there's a thing called the tall poppy syndrome, and unfortunately, there are many people who are quite successful, who don't necessarily, uh, how do I say this respectfully, uh, sing from the rooftops or praise themselves in terms of, or at least recognize themselves as being pretty good at what they do. Now, in other countries, they don't seem to have the tall poppy syndrome as much as we do in Australia, so more than happy to share and say, yep, I've done a really good job and be proud of it. But for some reason, people in Australia don't want to do that and don't tend to do that, and hence... I believe, this is again my belief, that imposter syndrome tends to exist a lot in Australia because of that fact. Now, I could be wrong. It could just be me 
with my own value system and that's perfectly okay, but I certainly think it does exist. Now, if we are 100% honest with ourselves, we've all felt this at some stage in our career, like a little bit of an imposter, especially when we compare ourselves to others, like I alluded to just before. And this could lead to over-preparing, because often people who suffer from a little bit of imposter syndrome tend to do a lot more work in preparation. They want to get things right. They will often make excuses for not not doing things in a certain way or uh, make excuses for not turning up to certain things because it's not quite ready yet or they're not ready yet. They'll often seek perfection. They'll often blame others or blame situations for where they're at. And ultimately, this could lead to feelings of things like anxiety, but also, and at the worst case scenario, maybe depression. So this podcast, this this message, this title of this particular podcast is off the back of a LinkedIn uh, message I put on uh, Sunday night, and that is, you are not an imposter. We've got to remember this, and there's a number of points I just want to touch on really quickly. And as a, as a reminder, if you're an individual contributor making your way in the sales game, and if you're looking at moving into a sales leadership role, and also if you're a sales leader right now who is trying to make your way in the sales leadership position, or even if you've been in a sales leadership position for quite a while, and you've got some runs on the board, and you've got some experience under your belt, also remember these, because these, these are clear messages that you need to be reminding yourself of. Uh, and if you're not doing this, you should. And if you are not doing it, I want to remind you to do this. So here's some things to think about. And remember that you are not an imposter. So the first thing, first point is that exactly that. You are not an imposter. You deserve 100% to be in the position that you are. Now, many people I talk to and many people, in fact, that I work with often reflect on the position that they're in and think, I got really lucky. It was who I knew. There was some sort of situation that happened or I bumped into a person or this person was a referral. And they almost think that it's uh, a luck, a luck, luck of the draw that they got into the position. And therefore, sometimes they feel as if they don't fully deserve the position they're in or that they're not worthy. Now, all of that is just a figment of their own imagination because you need to understand this. You've worked your butt off to get into the position you have. Now, does luck play a part? Absolutely. Now, the great golfer, professional golfer of many years ago, Gary Player, used to say, the harder that I work, the luckier I tend to get. And that is true. So think about it. You deserve 100% to be in the position you are because you have worked your butt off for it. So take the accolades and believe that you deserve to be in the position that you do because you do. Now, the other thing with this is sometimes imposter syndrome is coming about because, as I alluded to earlier in the podcast, we compare ourselves to other people. And as soon as we play the comparison game, that is a game that we are simply not going to win. Because when you look at other people, what do you tend to look for first? You look for all the good that they have, and you're almost searching for things to justify why they are better than you, and therefore why you are not as good as them. We have to stop it. The only comparison game we should be making is comparing ourselves to the person who is staring back at you in the mirror, period. And if we can start having a conversation with ourselves to say, you know what, you are worthy. And if that means giving yourself a high five or a fist pump in the mirror, then do that. Now, that's not being a super wanker. That's actually just recognizing you for who you are and say, you know what, I deserve to be here and I'm doing a good job and I'm going to keep improving. Understand also that you'll not always get things right. But as a leader in particular, You'll always focus on doing the right thing. Now, this one's an interesting one because often people who have elements of imposter syndrome 
actually have a, um, a predisposition to perfectionism and wanting to do the right things. And therefore, if they can't do them perfectly, they feel as if they're an imposter. So instead of trying to get things right all the time, if we can focus on doing the right thing and in the process, embrace the concept that, you know what, sometimes we're going to make mistakes. Sometimes we're going to get things wrong. As long as we can learn from them and don't repeat them, then it's all good. All right, so think about how do I embrace mistakes? How do, how do I recognize to myself that, you know what, I'm not infallible, I'm not perfect, I'm going to make some mistakes, but it's okay. What is it that I'm going to learn from them and can I move forward anyway? The next one is to be an example of excellence that you would like to see in your team. Now, I've often talked about this and being the walking, talking standards of excellence because often the standards we walk past are the standards that we set. Now, you can have some ground rules that are written and you can have some ground rules that are not. So from a leadership point of view, we've got to make sure that we are also thinking about what is the excellence example that I want to be setting and what is it that I'd like to see in my team because our team are always watching, period. Now, I talked today to a group and we're talking about uh, character and one of, the, one of the key things we're trying to come up with with some behaviors that would be part of a team charter. And we're talking about this concept called integrity and it also then came up around characteristics or character of an individual and particularly as a as a leader. And we talked about this concept of being the example of excellence to the team because it's the things that we do when nobody's watching that will determine our character and ultimately determine our leadership. And this is the thing we need to be really clear on because that's where sometimes the imposter syndrome come, can come in because if we're doing things away from the public eye or away from our team, sometimes we can think, oh, uh, I'm doing something that goes against what we agreed to as a team or I'm giving myself some slack or whatever the case might be. Sometimes we can have our thinking uh, be affected and think, oh, I'm, I'm, not as, I'm not as good as I thought I'd be or I'm not necessarily walking the talk. And therefore, sometimes the feeling of imposter syndrome can creep in. So the key thing there is no matter what you're doing, particularly when you're on your own, be the example of excellence, which presupposes you need to know what excellence looks like. The other thing to remember as well is you've got to have a coach. You've got to have a coach. You've got to have a mentor. You've got to have somebody who you can speak with and who you can who you can share stuff with, whether that be your thoughts or emotions, who can help you work through things. Because one of the things I've found with many leaders is a lot of them, particularly in the senior leadership ranks, they don't have a lot of people who they can confide in within their own organization because in many organizations, it's such a uh, such an internally competitive environment. And often people will use uh, bits of information or what somebody said or behaviors against individuals, which, uh, which sometimes causes dysfunction and can lead to leaders in particular feeling as if they don't belong and that they are a, an imposter within the organization. So make sure you get a mentor, make sure you get a coach, make sure you've got somebody who you can speak with. And when you've got these thing, thoughts, processes or thought patterns of, you know what, I'm not worthy or I don't deserve to be here or I don't deserve this position or I feel like I'm an imposter, You've got to talk to somebody. Now, if you can't do that to yourself, you've got to have, find somebody who can actually be that sounding board and <laughs> put you back on the straight and narrow, pretty much. So find a coach, find a mentor. And the last thing to think about is know that no matter what happens, at some point, you're going to make mistakes. At some point, you're going to get knocked down. As the great Les Brown says, and I love Les Brown. If you haven't listened to Les Brown or read his books, I highly recommend you doing that because he's just a ball of energy. Even for a guy in his 70s, he's just unbelievable. He's always quoted as saying this, that when you get knocked down, make sure that you land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. And if you can get up, you can get going. So as a wrap up for this particular episode, you are not an imposter. You need to understand that you deserve to be exactly in the position that you are and you probably 
deserve to be in an even better position that you probably give yourself credit for. So be the example of excellence to your team. Back yourself and notice what happens. So as a reminder, if you'd like some help with all this and you'd like to work with a mentor and a coach who gets it and you're committed to your own professional development, I'd love the opportunity to work with you. It'd be a phenomenal privilege to work with you and help you do that in the process help you become an exceptional sales leader. If you've been listening for a while, you know the drill. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll jump on the fabulous Zoom. Have a conversation about where you're at as a leader, what you're looking to achieve over the next three to six months, and we can get started as early as this week. I'm taking on a couple of new clients this week, and I've got some spots for a few others. So a handful at a time is uh, is manageable. So if that's you, if you're ready to work one-on-one and really ready to take your leadership to an exceptional level. I'd love the opportunity to help you do just that. So look forward to that conversation and as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.